Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the banks of the Charles River, this is Reporters Roundup. Bringing you the stories, making news right now on WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ News Time 1230. 31 degrees in Boston, and good afternoon. I'm Rod Fritz, WBZ News. Welcome to Reporters Roundup on this Friday, January 19th, 2018. Here are the stories making news right now. I'm Adam Kaufman, Patriots-Jaguars Sunday in the AFC title game. What should we expect from Tom Brady? The clock is ticking towards tonight's possible government shutdown. I'm Stephen Portnoy at the White House. This is Carl Stevens. They wanted to do something nice. They donated a soup can, but it was filled with cash. New disturbing details involving those parents accused of chaining up their 13 children. I'm Alex Stone in Riverside, California, the latest coming up. I'm Tracy Jonke for Bloomberg Business. An airline crackdown on snakes on a plane and other critters people claim as support animals. WBZ News Time 1231. This portion of the news is brought to you by Toyota's official website for deals. Buyatoyota.com. Well, gee, I wonder what everyone is talking about today, (laughs) and it's certainly not the weather. Joining us here on Reporters Roundup from the AceTicket.com sports studio, we're going right to WBZ's Adam Kaufman. May I first say it is an honor to lead off the final edition of Reporters Roundup. And it is a pleasure to have you here for this, the final edition. I appreciate that. Thank you. And also, I I feel like I should, in fitting fashion, correct you a little bit. I think we should talk about the weather, because what you were going to lead into, not to steal your thunder... Obviously, Tom Brady's hand injury, and provided he's out there this weekend against the Jaguars Sunday in the AFC title game, as he is widely expected to be. Weather actually plays into it, because this hand injury is going to feel a little bit better with the weather being as warm as it's going to be Sunday, versus if he had to play in the temperatures that he had to deal with last weekend. Interesting. I never thought of it like that. Well, think about it. But then again, I'm not a doctor. Maybe it's the thumb, maybe it's the finger. It's something on the right hand we don't know specifically. Does he have a bruise, a jam, a cut, a gash, a sprain? We don't know any of the specifics and the Patriots are very tight lip about it for good reason. But just using common sense, if he's taking a big hit right on the thumb, yep. that's going to hurt a lot less if it's 50 degrees than if it's 10 degrees. That's a good point. That's a very good point. So Belichick didn't say anything about it, really. No. That's typical. Uh, we knew that. Very typical. Yeah. He, he was asked about it. He said, is there an update on Tom Brady? And he did his old, well, you'll get an update when we put out the injury report. Well, mm. is he a game time decision for Sunday? Today's Friday. Yeah. Now, uh, Tom Brady's going to speak about it, uh, by the way, coming up uh, about one forty. an hour from now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll have that for you live right here at WBZ, Terrific. by the way. I, I don't think he's going to say much Yeah, I either. was going to say, I look forward to him saying nothing also. <laughs> just, just the fact that he is going to go out there and meet with the media. Well, so there are a couple of things here. The fact that he's going to go meet with the media tells you this isn't so serious that he can't play. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, too, and I spoke about this with ESPN's Mike Reese earlier today. Full interview. It was great. Ten minutes or so. You can listen on WBZ. 
WBZ1030.com. He made the comment, and I asked him about this observation, the fact that their only backup is Brian Hoyer. There's no right. third quarterback anymore like no. there was way back when with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett. Right. There isn't even a quarterback on the scout team. And Edelman's not playing. He, he was Edelman's a quarterback. Edelman's not even right. available. Yeah, I mean, quarterback in college, but at least a guy that in a desperate situation could potentially throw the football. You don't have that right now. So the fact that there is not a third guy being brought in by Bill Belichick tells you Tom Brady is at worst healthy enough to back up. And Tom Brady, as we know him, if he's healthy enough to back up, he's healthy enough to start. He's going to play. Okay, you're the sports guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we tell you that every day. Sure, it's what they pay me for. So what do you think? Is it going to affect the game or not? Are the Patriots going to win or not? So I'll preface just by saying I didn't like this matchup to begin with. I was rooting for the Steelers. You know, it's it's the devil you know in a lot of different ways. The Patriots have not seen the Jaguars this year. They have one of the best defenses, even if the numbers are a little inflated, one of the best defenses in the NFL. So even if Tom Brady were completely healthy to the best of our knowledge, that would concern me. You couple that with the fact that he's banged up, I still think the Patriots are going to win. They're still favored by about a touchdown, but I think this is going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be anything like what you saw against Tennessee. All right, Adam Kaufman, we'll see. Thanks very much. Of course, we have you covered all weekend on Sunday's game between the Patriots and the Jaguars. And make sure you catch the all-access live show from Robert Kraft's home, 7 o'clock Saturday night on Channel 4. And, of course, WBZ-TV will have the AFC Championship game on Sunday afternoon at 3. A man who walks with the animals and talks with the animals, grunts and squeaks and squawks with the animals, and they could talk to him. Let me hear him talk. All right. One major airline is cracking down on service animals allowed on board with passengers. Joining us from Bloomberg Business, Tracy Johnkey. So, uh, Tracy, what airline and what animals are we talking about here? Well, with apologies to Samuel L. Jackson, Rod, we are talking about real-life snakes on a plane. Also, spiders, for some reason. Delta Airlines uh, even says someone tried to bring a comfort turkey on a flight, and no, it was not fully cooked. Dogs are the most typical support animals, though, and Delta says it's seen more of those, too, as well as an increase in uh, what it calls incidents, biting, and uh, animals using the aisles as their fire hydrant, that happening in the past year. Uh, So Delta says it's going to be more thorough beginning March 1st. No service animals are getting on board without the proper paperwork. That means a letter signed by your doctor and by your veterinarian, Rod. Turkeys, huh? Yeah, turkeys. And spiders. (laughs) Yeah, go figure. I guess whatever comforts you. That's right. Thank you, Tracy. Okay, we got a midnight deadline in Washington to keep the government funded. If there is no deal, there's no money. Joining us on the Ring Central Newsline, CBS News, White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. So, will the Senate have a deal done today or not? Well, there are no negotiations that we know of, Rod, and and that's what's troublesome. If you're a federal worker in a non-essential capacity or even an essential capacity, you're worried about this because, uh, you know, essential workers will be expected to report for work and with with no guarantee of of without knowing when they'll get a paycheck. Non-essential workers have no guarantee that they will get a paycheck for the time that they're ordered not to come to work. So this is if you happen to be one of the 800,000 non-essential workers or the, you know, million plus essential workers, this is a matter of concern to you. 
And at the moment, you know, look, the, the, there are no talks between Republicans and Democrats on any other option but the one that the House passed last night, and that is to extend government funding for four more weeks. Democrats in the Senate say that they would be amenable to an extension of just a few days to keep talks on DACA going. But Republican leaders say, what's the point? The president has not conveyed what it is he would support in a DACA deal. And until he does, well, then no deal can be reached. So why have an extension of just a few days when an extension of four weeks plus the six-year funding of the CHIP health insurance program is in it for, for children? So why not agree to that, Democrats? Well, Democrats are trying to use this moment for maximum leverage. I don't know about you, Stephen, but I don't know how I'd feel if someone told me that I had to go to work, but I wasn't going to be paid. Well... See, if you if you do report for work, if you're ordered to report for work, well, then you're you're entitled to a paycheck. What's not clear is when it will come. And if a shutdown happens and if it lasts more than two weeks, well, then you could see your paycheck delayed. Not the end of the world, perhaps, as long as you've got money in reserve. But what if you don't? Yeah, exactly. All right, Stephen Portnoy, thanks. And of course, we'll keep you posted here on what happens in the Senate on WBZ. So it was all a big mistake. Retired couple from Middleton accidentally donated a soup can filled with cash. On the Ring Central Newsline, WBZ's Carl Stevens following the story, of course. So let's start at the beginning here. How'd this happen? Yeah. I know. Man, this happened because... It's not chump change here we were talking about either. $2,500. Yeah. $2,500 in a soup can. Here's what happened. The neighbor uh, went to this retired couple in Middleton. Just looking for donations to the local food pantry. What do you got in the cupboard that maybe we can give to folks who need it? So this couple, good heart, and WBZ-TV actually spoke to their daughter. You know, they didn't feel comfortable telling the story themselves, but the daughter wanted to get this out there. And what she said, her name is Amanda Matuccio, and what she told WBZ-TV is that her mom just looked in the cupboard, soup can, soup can, soup can, here we go, Campbell's tomato soup, we really don't use that, here, take that, and then it was gone. And then it was some time later that she and her husband realized that that soup can is where they have, over the years, dropped in cash savings. Mm-hmm. You know, drip, 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 and all of a sudden you got yourself a river of money, $2,500 in there, and they're not sure where it is. So what happens now? Well, she's hoping that somebody comes forward and, and says, look, this wasn't soup in here, and now that we realize where it, where it belongs, we give it back to you. But her father, somewhat realistically, uh, told Amanda that, if somebody really has it and they got it at a food pantry, then they probably really need it. So he's got some perspective, but the bottom line is they gave away a can filled with 2500 bucks. Hmm. All right. Carl Stevens, thank you. Well, the country's still talking about the couple in California who kept all 13 of their children in chains for years, only allowing them one meal a day and one shower a year. The couple caught when one of the kids got out and told police. Joining us on Reporters Roundup, ABC News correspondent Alex Stone in Southern California. And I know the couple entered not guilty pleas in court yesterday, Alex, but let's talk about the neighbors. Didn't they think that there was anything wrong with this family? No, and, and Rob, the, the neighbors at their most recent neighborhood in, in Paris, uh, Paris, California, that they say they didn't even know that there were kids inside the home, let alone 13 kids. And that initially seemed unbelievable. But now that we know some of the details of this case, that apparently for the last maybe year, two years, 
these kids have been locked up inside their home. They have been unable to, to get out. Uh, the family is nocturnal. They only uh, live during the, the nighttime hours, and they sleep during the day. One of the neighbors saying it at one time at about midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, they saw a couple of boys laying down sod in the, the family's yard, and they thought that's weird, but it didn't look criminal to them. They just didn't know who the kids were, and maybe they were visiting the house. Maybe they were somebody else's children, and then they never saw them again. That's because they were up uh, all night long. Now, at their previous home in the town of Marietta, California, uh, at that home, there, there was some uh, interaction with them, very limited from neighbors, but they never they say they never saw anything illegal. But prosecutors say this ramped up over time and that it got a lot worse as the years went on. And really, over the last couple of years since they've lived in this home where neighbors didn't even know there were kids inside, that they think it uh, it came to an extreme. And we're talking 13 children here. How are they doing and where are they? Uh, they're in pretty rough shape, according to, to prosecutors, uh, that uh, the 29-year-old is only 82 pounds. The, the 12-year-old is the size of a 7-year-old. They're in hospitals right now. They have muscle wasting. They have lost almost all of their muscle from starvation. Uh, long-term, Child Protective Services says that uh, assuming that, that David and Louise Turpin are found guilty and their kids are taken away from them, uh, that they they plan on putting the kids up for adoption. But that is way down the road, and they have to figure out what's going to happen with the adult children. Seven of the, the siblings are adults. Uh, they will be evaluated to see if they can take care of themselves. If they cannot, then Child Protective Services will take control of them as well. All right. Alex Stone, ABC News in Southern California. Thank you, Alex. You're as cold as ice. We expect some warmer weather here this weekend, and as we all know, it's been quite cold this month. Now, there is still snow on the ground outside. Just go take a look. CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula joins us now from North Carolina. And uh, it's kind of cold down there. Jim, we're used to it up here, but not down there, huh? No, really quite remarkable, Rod, the amount of snow and ice and cold weather. Most of the south and southeast have seen over the last, what, month or so, three, four weeks. You look at a place like Tallahassee, Florida, they seldom get snow, maybe once every 10 years. Tallahassee's had measurable snow only about an inch or two, but still, three measurable snowfalls in Tallahassee now in the last five weeks. Just amazing. Places in Mississippi this past week, the wind chill, not the actual air temperature, but the wind chill, 15 below zero in places like Tupelo, Elvis's hometown. Rod, I, I probably a whole lot of shaking going on there just for people to stay warm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And as I mentioned to you one time when we were talking before about the cold weather down there, I have a friend who moved, uh, moved to Myrtle Beach to get out of the cold weather from upstate New York. Well, guess what? It followed him down there. In a lot of those coastal areas, I can tell you, when it gets cold, when you throw in the dampness, it is really bone-chilling, really miserable. So, again, yeah, Myrtle Beach has had snow, Charleston, Savannah, places in central North Carolina this week around Greensboro and the Raleigh-Durham area picked up upwards of a foot of snow. So still a lot of problems getting in a lot of cases from point A to point B. Amazingly, the runways at New Orleans International Airport were closed because of ice of all things. Hmm. Jim Crisula in North Carolina. Thank you, Jim. And I know all of my golf buddies are glad that we're not down there now.
trying to hit the links. Well, we all know that this has been a very bad year for the flu bug. Hit every state except Hawaii, as a matter of fact. Well, there's more. Joining us on the Ring Central Newsline, ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. And Jim, our pet dogs are now coming down with the flu all over the place. You're right. I mean, dogs are affected by it, too. It's coincidental as much as anything else, though, Rod, because uh, they have a different kind of flu. It's one that you can't catch from your dog and and you can't pass your flu on to your dog. So it it just happens to coincide. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's something else. But, uh, yes, there is uh, there there is uh, there are a lot of reports of uh, canine flu around the country. Forty six states have had reports of canine flu uh, since about 2015. seems like a lot of them this year are kind of concentrated out on the West Coast. Now, what are those symptoms for the dog? It's a lot like what you would suffer if you had the flu, Rod. You're talking about uh, runny eyes, runny nose, coughing, sneezing, uh, just kind of a general lethargy, you know, and and that's what you look for in your dog. Uh, If you start seeing those symptoms, probably time to take him or her into the vet, have him checked out to see if it might be the flu. And as with the human flu, there is a vaccine out there that can help to protect your animal from uh, getting sick. Uh, There are also drugs, of course, to treat the symptoms of the illness if in fact, your pet does catch the flu. Now, do we know if it's been fatal in any states? It is fatal. Uh, well, it can be at least. It's sort of uh, it, it's like the human flu in that way as well. That uh, generally you're going to recover for from it. Uh, it but if your if your pet's immune system is compromised, if it's a young dog or an old dog or uh, it is somewhere uh, you know at the extremes, then then that potential does exist out there. But generally, it's something that can be treated. It's something that you just generally ride out. Something like the flu that uh, that human beings can catch. All right. Thanks very much. We'll keep an eye on our dog. Thank you, Jim Ryan, on Reporters Roundup. And with that, Reporters Roundup is not only in the books, it's on the shelf. want to thank Brittany Chittick over there in Master Control and all of the others who assisted in the past. Brian Antonelli, Andrew Rich, and the list goes on and on. Kate Gallagher, our editor, and... The journalists who helped us with Reporters Roundup from around the world. I'm Rod Fritz. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.